Welcome to Healing Christian Center. I'm Shane. I'm the associate pastor in this church. So good to see you guys here today. It's a super Sunday for kids. What a wonderful day. The wires, eh? Yeah, oh, thank you, Mike. I was wondering this morning why they designed the wire go this way. So stupid. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Yeah. So this week, we are into our week three of the sermon series called Alignment. It's a sermon series based on the book of Colossians. It's a letter the Apostle Paul wrote to a new church in the city called Colossae nearly 2,000 years ago. So now let's get into the scripture first. Colossians 3, verses 1 to 2. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. The theme of Colossians is about the supremacy and sufficiency of Jesus Christ. So Jesus should be at the center place of our life. So that means that the Christian life is not just about attending Sunday service once a week. First of all, it's a 24-7 mindset. Paul says we should choose a heavenly mindset over an earthly mindset. So today's title is Develop a Heavenly Mindset. If we want to live a Christ-centered life, we really need a heavenly mindset. But what's, what's the earthly mindset? Paul says in 5 and 6, verses 5 to 6, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of this, the wrath of God is coming. You know, today we're living in a world Many people make their decisions based on whether it makes me feel good. You know, as long as it makes me feel good, I will do it. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I don't want to feel good. But when we are so obsessed with feeling good, even if that means getting out of the will of God, our feeling becomes a problem. Paul says it's ideal. Because we prioritize our feeling above God, above the truth. In verses 7 to 8, Paul says, You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. But now, you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. So obviously, people with the earthly mindset have different priorities. Uh, priorities. They are driven by their impulses, feelings, and desires. But the people with a heavenly mindset understand what really matters. Set our hearts and minds on things about. Understand what really matters and put our energy and our mind on the things that will have an internal impact on other people's life. And we will do the things that will get us closer to God. 
That's a heavenly mindset. So, in the um, verses 11 to 14, Paul keeps saying this. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarians, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. So friends, no matter where you're from, what's your background, how much money you have, what kind of a job you do, when you come here, when you come to the church, we are all equally valued by God. Right? Therefore, as God's chosen people, that's us, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Wow! What a great picture. What a great picture of a loving, forgiving community. So here's the thing, friends. A heavenly mindset doesn't mean we are isolated from our earthly life. We, we become so weird, so irrelevant to the people around us. Actually, the most heavenly-minded people did the most good on earth in human history. Because they are not living for their personal gains. They were living for making a building a great community and creating a better place for everyone to live. It's about building a great community together. I want to raise my kids in this community. I want to belong to this community. I want to be part of a people to build up a community like that. So friends, if you are looking for a community like that and you want to be a part of it and make a difference together, today's sermon is for you. Because you really need to develop a heavenly mindset. So my first thought for you today is, my life tells God's story, not just my story. No matter where you are, no matter what do you do, your life tells God's story, not just your story. Colossians 3, verses 9 to 10, Paul says, Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. So the moment you became a Christian, your primary identity changed. God renewed your life and restored his image in you through Jesus. So now you are presenting God in this world. You are acting on behalf of God on earth. And people will see you, will hear you, because they want to know God through you. For me, preaching is a very hard. It's a hard job for me, especially 
when I have passed the mic as my standard. But you know what? When I look at my Christian life, the hardest challenge for me is not what I do on Sunday. The hardest challenge is how I live my life Monday to Friday. So do you, my friends. So do you. Verse sixteen, Paul says, "Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and psalms from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts." I love this passage. The message of Christ dwells among us richly. Wow. So that means our lifestyles should embody the message of Christ. We should live out the message of Christ. It's not enough for us just just tell people the message of Christ in the Bible. We should live the message out. So when people see us, they will understand. What our God is about before they hear the message from us. In 2018, my wife Yvonne and we we took our kids back to China to visit our friends,、uh, visit our families. Yvonne is from Shanghai. I'm from another city, far away from Shanghai. We decided to go to Shanghai first because ladies first. When we arrived in China, both my kids were sick. So here's the Chinese medical system. We we don't have GP. So if we need a doctor, we go to hospital straight away. So we went to one of the top hospitals in Shanghai. Massive building, huge facilities. People were packed in the foyer. Yvonne got a friend who is working in the hospital as the team leader of the front desk. Her name is Lulu. She is a younger sister of Jenny. <laughs> And Lulu, Lulu knew we are Christians. So she, she, when when she met us, she told me, "Hey, do you know our hospital?" Was founded by two European missionaries more than 100 years ago. That was great, but I was not surprised because many great hospitals in China were founded by overseas Europe,、uh, overseas missionaries. Today, we Chinese people are so grateful. We appreciate that so much. But that was not the case 100 years ago. You know, Chinese people in those days only believed in Chinese medicine. The traditional Chinese medicine, we only took herbal medicine. The good things about herbs is that it doesn't matter it works or not. You know what you take. You can see that. That's that's wages. But 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 the West, when the Western doctors came to China, they gave us the tiny little white pills. They don't look very organic. What was even worse was 
Chinese people had no idea about operations or surgery. That was not Chinese thing 100 years ago. We only had acupuncture. But the Western doctor told us that they're gonna cut a big hole on our body and put their hands inside us and take things out and then seal the hole with 26 stitches. No. When, when, when I do acupuncture, so three needles are too much for me. So there are rumors, even rumors in some area of China saying the missionaries were cannibals. But actually they were just doing the medical operations. It's very easy for us to do good things for others when they appreciate it. Will you still do good to others when they misunderstand you, even mistreat you? Why did those European missionaries, doctors, give away, they give up their comfortable life in Europe, traveled all the way to the other side of the world to serve the people who didn't even appreciate them? Do they do this to show us how great they are? No, they do this to show us how great God is. Because God had known the people in this world will misunderstand him, even mistreat him, but he still chose to love us, come to us, and save us. So those doctors, their lives embodied the message of Christ. Their lives were telling God's story to the Chinese people. So my dear friends, let me ask you this question. What kind of a story are you telling when people look at your lives now? The choice is yours. My second thought for you is, don't bring yourself down to the level of others. Set your heart and minds on things above. Don't bring yourself down to the level of others. Have you heard a term, a new thing, called quiet quitting in workplace? Quit your job, but quietly. It started with a social media post, and then millions, millions of people responded. What's quiet quitting? Quiet quitting is showing up to work, but doing the bare minimum to keep your job and never going above and beyond. When I look at that, honestly, it's, it's not a new thing. It's just a new term for an old problem. We don't like our jobs. We don't feel motivated. We don't feel valued. But we, don't we can't afford to walk away. So we show up every day, but only give the minimum of ourselves without full engagement and commitment. Actually, when I, when I hear that, I don't want to judge those people. I don't want to say, oh, you are so lazy. No. Actually, I have deep empathy for them. I went through that stage when I first started my job at the building site. I understand that. But the problem is, when you are into this quiet quitting mentality, 
you don't see the big picture. You don't see the big picture anymore. You don't understand God's purpose for you in this place. You don't understand the meaning of work in God's plan for your life. I, I know some of you may know Pastor Hai Wong in our botany campus. Pastor Hai Wong and Ria, his uh, wife, they both come from Korea. So Ria stayed home for six years as a full-time mom when their child was born. After six years, Ria decided to get back to the marketplace, but she needed a local qualification. So it took her three years to complete an accounting qualification. Six years full-time mom, and then three years study of accounting qualification. Finally, Ria could start her journey to pursue her career aspiration. But it seems that God didn't open the door for her. Because the first job he, she got was a butchery assistant in the supermarket. There is nothing wrong with butchery assistant, but you don't need an accounting qualification for that. Right? So even the people working with her didn't understand. Some of them even laughed at her. How can, how, how can you end up doing this with us, with uh, accounting qualification? Basically, every day, Ria's job was unpacking the package, you know, handling all the meat products, and placing all the products on the shelves. That's it. Nobody understood. But you know what? Ria never complained. Never had doubt. She just keep her heart focused on God and be grateful. Always be grateful. That's a very practical thing we can do every day. Verse 17, Paul says, Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So don't let anyone or anything in your life stop you from being grateful to God. Always be thankful. So after three months working as a butchery assistant in the supermarket, Ria received a job offer from a very small company to work as an account administrator for six months fixed term. Well, that made much more sense, but still not good enough, right? Only six months, but Ria still be thankful. Thank God for this opportunity still put all her heart on this job. After six months fixed term, finally, she received a full-time job offer from a very good freight company. They offered her a position as a finance administrator. So after three months in supermarkets, six months fixed term, finally, Rhea find her place. On her first day in the new job, her boss asked her to get familiar with the system. Man, for an immigrant speaking English as a second language, that was scary. When everything around you was written in English, it was overwhelming. 
I still remember the first day I worked on construction site. It took me very, very long time to memorize all the technical terms, all the products and names. It's a hard job for immigrant. So when Ria turned on the system, whew, a huge list of their clients, all the name of the companies came out. But when Ria looked at those companies, she realized God was with her from the very beginning of this job searching journey. Remember, this is a freight company. Their main business is delivering meat products to supermarkets. So all the clients of this company were the manufacturers of the meat products. Ria was handling, unpacking, placing every day for three months. So she was the expert of those clients in that company because she knows who they are, what they make, and how their products taste. For Rhea's boss, that's her first day on the job. For Rhea, she started this job nine months ago. So my friends, God has a great plan for your life. There is a good reason for you to do what you are doing now. So don't bring yourself down to the level of others. Set your hearts and minds on things above. So please, worship team, come up here. When we were in the hospital in Shanghai, I asked Lulu, hey, do you know what was this place like when those two European doctors first started 100 years ago? Lulu told me, wow, when they first started, that was, it was a very, very small hospital. They can only serve 50 people with two doctors. So how many people you guys are serving now? Lulu said, now, now we have 10,000 people come to this hospital every day. From 50 to 10,000 every day. 10,000 every day, that means 3,650,000 people per year. That's the whole population of the entire North Island of New Zealand. All served by just one hospital in one building. You know, I always think, I always think if, if I could go back to 100 years ago to meet those two missionaries, when my people misunderstood them, even mistreated them. I want to tell them, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for everything you are doing now. Because you don't know this little place you are working now, one day 10,000 people.
people will come here every day and they get helped, they get healed, and even get saved. It's all because what you are doing now. God has a great plan for your life, my dear friends. There is a good reason for you to do what you are doing now. So don't don't bring yourself down to the level of others. Set your hearts and minds on things above, because you are chosen by God to tell His story in this world. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. We thank you for everything you have done through your people throughout the history before us, Lord. Now the calling is on our generation, my Lord. Please, please help us to set our hearts and minds on things above, Lord. Please work us through us. To have an eternal impact on this world, Lord, we thank you so much. We pray for everyone here today, Lord. When we are working into our workplace, Lord, give us hope, give us strength, and give us the wisdom we need to deal with everything we are facing. And please keep reminding us there is always, always a good reason for us to do what we are doing now. And we always believe, Lord, you have a great plan for everyone of us. My dear friends, as everyone is bowing down their head praying, if you are not Christians, I want you to know God loves you, and He has a great plan for you, and that's why Jesus came to this world. He died for us. He suffered, so he paid the penalty for our sin. Bible teaches us that we all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. But because of what Jesus did on the cross, we are forgiven by God. We can live, get back into God's grace. We can fulfill God's purpose. We can restore the image of God in our life. So I'm encouraging you today. To take the step of faith, to receive Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, and start following Him. If you have decided to do that, all you need to do now is do a prayer by after me. After me. Are you ready now? Let's do it. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for your love. Thank you for your forgiveness. I admit, I'm a sinner. I believe you paid all the penalty for my sin on the cross, and I believe you were raised from the dead. Lord, today I receive you as my Savior and my Lord. Please reveal your plan. In my life, please let me understand your purpose for me. I have decided to follow you now and forever. 
I pray in the name of Jesus. Friends, if you just did that prayer, congratulations. Your life will never be the same again. So if you did that prayer, can you please raise up your hand? Let me see you because I want to do another prayer to ask God to bless you. Can you please just raise your hand? Let me see you. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for today's service. We thank you for everyone here today. Lord, we pray for your blessing upon everyone. We pray for your protection. My Lord, you will keep us strong. You will keep us healthy and keep us always, always in your grace. Thank you, Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.